Hello, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Jake Kerr. I would like to welcome you to the Black Ink Podcast. Today's episode is episode number 69, and we have a boatload of things to get through, starting with the burnt jersey. Look at this. Fucking bang right there on the back. We've got a shoulder-to-shoulder black ink. This thing's fucking styling, all right? Now, this is going to be available in January next year, and I'm only going to have 10 of them. 10 of them for sale. How bizarre is that? So, let me explain why I'm going to do this, okay? Because there's a little bit of a, little bit of a, what, what a backstory behind this, okay? So basically, how this is going to work is I'm going to order 20 of these ready for sale in January, as well as all of the pre-orders that I get. Now, to give you complete transparency, I'm doing this because this is what I can afford, and this is what works in with my marketing strategy for this particular garment. Now, if you want to secure one for yourself, the easiest way to do that is to make sure you're on the VIP pre-sale list, which if you're not already on it, is super easy to get on. All you got to do is DM me, let me know that you want one of these. You don't even actually go into a list. I just send you a link and you do the rest, okay? <clears throat> now, the idea behind this only getting 20 of them. I've got, a, I've got a good reason, okay? So basically what's gonna happen is 10 of them are gonna be available on my website, which of course you know is www.blackink.com.au, which there's a, a bloody link in the description below. And 10 of them are gonna be for sale in store at Sabotage in Bunbury, which of course is where Black Ink is now being held as stock. But we're gonna to get to that a little bit later on. So. Basically, what this means is you can 100% secure one of these for yourselves without having to fight over, you know, with another fucking 100 people trying to get one of those 20 jerseys. All you have to do is get on that VIP list. But what this does is it creates exclusivity in this item between my online store and the in-person store. And also, what I'm doing is saying thank you to Sabotage for taking on Black Ink as a supplier of goods to sell in their shop, is giving them 10 of these exclusive jerseys, which I know are gonna do really well. So if you wanna be one of the people who buys a jersey from the shop for the first time, or if you wanna try and secure one of those 10 once they get here in January, go for it. But if you 100% wanna get a burnt jersey, which is actually gonna have a special VIP discounted pre-sale price as well, all you gotta do is fucking let me know. And this goes, this podcast goes live on the 14th of December, 2021, which is Tuesday. And as of Tuesday, the 14th of December, 2021, the VIP pre-sale is open, but it only stays open for two days. So if you want one of these jerseys, make sure you fucking let me know, hit my DMs, or if you get one of the VIP emails or VIP DMs, respond to that, do the rest. I'm not gonna talk too much about it. I don't wanna waste your morning, okay? So one thing that we have to fucking get out of the way, mm. oh, bitter, you know, fucking bitter, is we're in sabotage. How about that? I know I fucking dangle the carrot in front of your nose for so long saying, oh, where do you think it's going to be? And who do you think accepted us? Ra rah, rah. Now the story goes, it's actually kind of fun. So I got home from that fucking ridiculous, uh, what would you call it? Um, it was just an interesting meeting, I guess, on Monday morning where I went up to Perth to meet that to meet that uh, business owner who didn't really speak to me, just spoke to himself for a while. So I came home from that and I was riding, you know, I rode my Harley up and I rode my Harley back all before like one o'clock in the afternoon. So I'd done like 500 kilometers of travel. I'd been sitting on my ass, not listening to music or anything on that motorbike for the best part of four hours. And on top of that, I didn't really have anything to take away from the experience. I wasn't any richer. I wasn't any smarter because of it. So I was kind of feeling a bit down for myself. And I know you've heard this story. I'm just giving you the full recap. And when I got home, I was kind of stuck with the like, do I just be mad or do I go out and change a day or do I try and be happy or do I just kind of take the rest of the afternoon off? 
And for whatever reason, I ended up walking into Sabotage and having a conversation with a shop owner, Megan. Now, I've known Megan for years. I've actually known her son really well for years and years and years. And he is what I would consider to be a good friend and a, a lot better mentor. He has so many answers to questions that I have. And sometimes he has answers to questions that I don't even have yet, but he knows I'm going to be asking them soon. He's such an asset to to my business and he's such a good friend to have personally. And having that kind of obviously rapport with Jordan helped getting into sabotage, but at the same time, she's not going to take, I mean, she's been operating sabotage for years and years. She doesn't want just any, any old bloody Joe Bloggs brand in there. So I I'll be honest, I, I did go in there with a little bit of hesitancy and anxiety as I felt like, even though I believe in black ink and I believe there's a lot of people out there believe in black ink, it wasn't a case of me or them, it was a case of her believing in black ink. And whether it was my attitude or whether it was her knowing me for so long or whether it was Jordan letting her know on the DL that I was coming in and he rates black ink, whatever it might be, she was not at all hesitant to take black ink on board. So my job from that fucking moment that I got a yes was getting that capsule of clothes ready and done as soon as possible. And basically, I mean, if you're not aware at the moment, my stock is super low. Everything's being sent around the country super slow as well. So even ordering stock to have it arrive on time is a fucking nightmare. But I set the goal, the very ambitious goal of trying to create all of these t-shirts as quickly as possible. So basically it was three different styles, six of each style. So there's 18 t-shirts, which needed to be from, you know, having absolutely nothing at all. So starting from zero needed to be collect those t-shirts, print on those t-shirts, make sure the tags are correct, create a swing tag and have it all put together and, you know, steamed and in a box and deliverable within a week. So that was on Monday afternoon. So then it started, right? I basically had this just fucking... I, I, I want to say tumultuous, but it wasn't. It was it was just a fucking action-packed adventure. You know, every day I was doing something to kind of move the move the ball a little bit more towards having this job done. And something that I've learned from other jobs that I really applied to this job was regardless of how effective you see the action you're about to take, if there is an action that you can take, then you should take it. Okay. So to really elaborate on this, one uh, one of the more difficult parts of all of this was actually the swing tag, creating something from complete scratch that aesthetically works, that you know is going to be congruent with other things that are in the shop as well. And at the same time, being able to like, I mean, even coming up as as simple as coming up with what size is a swing tag going to be. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, I'm talking about that little piece of cardboard that hangs on a piece of string from somewhere in the garment. When you're looking at something in store, it tells you the size, it tells you the garment, and it tells you the cost. So basically, from scratch, I had to design this thing, figure out the sizing, figure out the, the look of it, the feel of it, and also like how to best convey the information on that swing tag without crowding it with too much information and without making it kind of noisy and saturated. So with that, I designed it. I was happy with it. I got it to the printing process, the printing stage of the process. And then the printers asked me, okay, do you just want to run this or do you want to sample? And I said, oh, no, no, just run it. I'm, I'm confident with it. And I just at the last second, I was like, you know what? print me a sample, print me a sample and we'll just fucking, we'll see how it turns out. So they print me a sample and as it turns out, it was all fucking like I designed at the front and the back as if they were going to go like that. But the reality is they're going to go like that. 
So when you print something on the back, it's actually the opposite of what it needs to be. So consequently, because I'm putting the hole in the corner, it meant that when you did the hole punch and it was gonna hang so that you could read black ink properly, then on the back of it, the hole punch actually went through some wording. So what I had to do was then go away, redesign the process, go back to them, get, to, get them to print it again, which I did. And then as it turns out, when they printed them again, uh, they've cut them all out and then put the holes in the center. And uh, I was like, hey, um, don't want to sound like a cunt right now, but we had this whole problem because the holes are going on the side. And as it was, the hole was, was going to go through a word. So the lady behind the counter was kind of like, oh, you know, is this, is this, you know, is this going to be all right? And I was like, well, actually, no, because like the whole thing was based around putting the hole in the corner. The original changes that we had to make was because of a hole in the corner. And now you put the hole in the center. And she's like, oh, well, I didn't know. And I'm like, oh, was I having a conversation with someone else? Was I talking to someone else the whole time? Or was I talking to you and you weren't listening? Now, by the way, I'm not, again, I have this fucking tendency of attacking people who, who, and it's not even attacking. I just want you to know that like when I do shit like that in my mind, I see the smallest opportunity to be a smart ass and I take it. That isn't a personal attack of that person, okay? That is like literally just like, okay, let's take your character out of this and my character out of this and look at the transaction that it's occurring and then break down to its most logistical fundamental stages what is going on. And at, at that fundamental stage of what we're working with, I was asking you to make a swing tag with the hole in the corner, which caused a whole bunch of problems. I fixed those problems. You created a new one by not putting the hole in the corner. This has nothing to do with you as a person. And this has nothing to do with me as a person outlying where you've gone wrong. Now we just have a problem that you can very easily solve. And I ask that you don't make me feel like a fuckhead in the process and solve it, you know? Anyway, as I said, I'm not trying to fucking focus on that, but as it turns out, one of the hardest parts of this whole process was actually developing that swing tag and getting it the way that I wanted. Now, one thing that I could have done, and I, I mean, obviously, between like having the idea, designing it, getting it to the print shop, getting the sample, not being happy with the sample, redesigning it, going back to the print shop, the whole being in the wrong spot, and then having the fucking, the, you know, having the, the right product at the end of the day with the hole in the right spot and picking it up and paying for it. I mean, there's about, what, what did I just count off then? Anywhere between five and 10 steps there. And when you've got the goal of creating shirts from scratch and implementing into the shop, and you've only got seven days, that means that you've got to be doing at least one, if not two or three of those things a day. And how many times do you think the phone rang and I missed it and I go like, oh, well, it's 4.30 in the afternoon, I'll just ring it back tomorrow morning. You go, no, 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 I've got to call them back right now because if there's a change that needs to be made, I need all of tomorrow and all of the day after and all of the day after to get this shit right. So we need to act on this now. And very, very good example of in the moment, I was like, it's not that important. This isn't one of those things that's going to need that much attention. So I can't afford to leave it, but I still fit in where I could. So instead of going, I can leave it. So I will, I was saying I can leave this, but I'm going to get this done as quick as possible. So I have time, if not for problems that this arises, but problems that other parts of the process find. So I pushed that through as quick as possible. And guess when I picked up the final product? Friday afternoon at four fucking 30. So I needed every single minute that I could possibly spare on that seemingly simple project. Yet somehow I only just snuck it over the, snuck it over the line, which to me, I mean, it would be really fucking disheartening if I had all of those shirts printed and ready to go and everything. And they're in boxes waiting. And the only thing I was waiting on was swing tags. And I had to wait for nine o'clock on Monday morning, which it isn't even yet to go and pick them up, to go and finish the process. And instead at uh, 2.30 yesterday afternoon, which was Sunday afternoon, the 11th of 11, 12, 9, 12, 
maybe the 10th. It was the 10th yesterday. So yesterday, 10th of December, 2021 at 2.30, I took in a big white box with Sabotage written on top full of, I believe it was 22 different items because I had 18 shirts and I had a couple of hats and a couple of scrunchies laying around. So I threw them in as well. I took them in, I handed them over to Megan. I said, here we go. These are 100% finished, done, ready for you to hang. Now, whew, was it a fucking a journey and a half? Yes, it was. Obviously, the swing the swing tags were their own thing. But I mean, just having so what what happened was when Megan said, "Here's the go ahead, go do it." I didn't have enough t-shirts in stock to do it there and then anyway. I had to wait for more shirts to come in. Now I run a, a surplus of all of my t-shirts so that I don't have. I don't have printed tees laying around ready to sell, but I do have blank stock laying around ready to print, ready to sell. Which means if you jump on my website and you go and buy, say, a box globe tee, I go, oh, yep, cool. Joe Bloggs wants a box globe tee in large. So I go get a large out. I print a large box globe tee and I send it out to you. Well, what I like to do is I, I like to wait every few days until I've got like a, a good amount of orders and then I can go and do a, a bunch of printing and then do a bunch of posting the next day. So, what I had on Monday when Megan said this was basically no stock. And more importantly, I didn't have stock in the sizes of shit that I actually needed. So it was a real concern. I realized that I had to come up with some sort of plan where I'm going to be able to get this stock in as quick as possible, print on it, and then get it moved out. Now, as it turns out, I'd actually put in an order for stock on the Friday, I believe, and I knew I had a whole bunch of stock on its way. So I thought Friday and Monday is absolutely next to no time as far as delivery is concerned. So I went on, I ordered a whole bunch more just to facilitate that order with Megan and Sabotage, and I actually put about another 10, 15%. So by the time that this first order that I ordered on Friday arrived, I knew this order behind it was only gonna take like another day or two to arrive after it. And the great part was I knew this first order had more than enough to facilitate this order for Megan. So I thought that's great. Now I've got these shirts, they're on their way. I've got enough within that package to get this capsule made for Megan to take it to her. And then furthermore, the shirts that they were ordered to fulfill, I know that they're gonna be re, re uh, what do you call it? Reimbursed by the order that was coming afterwards. So I was like, this is great. So as soon as the shirt, the blank shirt thing was organized, I was like, cool. Now I just need to make sure that my seamstress and Donnybrook knows that the shirts are gonna be on the way. And as soon as they get here, I need them tagged as quick as humanly possible, as in the tags changed out on the back here, so that I could get these printed and into the shop. Because obviously, I mean, everything takes time, but at the same time, let's, let's make it take the least amount of time as possible, if we can. So. I let her know she knew what was coming up. That's when I went onto the swing tag project. I started to develop all that, start to have some ideas, right? How these swing tags gonna be hanging from the shirts. Do I want safety pins? Do I want wool? Do I want cotton? Whatever it might be. And surely I keep on having conversations with all of my mentors, asking advice here and there where they think the best direction to take this might be. And also following that, once I've got my shit into this shop, once I've got my clothing inside a store, how do I best use this to leverage myself into other shops? How do I use this to best market myself in the future? And how do I give back to this shop the best I possibly can, right? And by the way, I'm not, I'm not building up to a story, to, to a greater point here. I'm just telling the story of how it all happened. Now, I checked first thing Thursday morning. By this time, I'm like two thirds of the swing tag is created, but I'm still without shirts. I'm still without any fucking, like I can't make any real steps forward because I don't have the shirts to print on yet. So I check Thursday and I see that my box is stuck in Perth. I'm thinking, what the fuck is going on here? You know, I know things are taking a little bit longer than normal, but usually it's like two day turnaround from, I think it's Sydney to here is two days with Star Trek. So I was like, fuck yeah, 
I'm giving them the benefit of the doubt and thinking, right, I ordered on Friday. It should be here by Thursday at the least. So I check on Thursday and what do you know? It's fucking not there. So I check on the on the tracking thing. It says it's in Perth. Now, would you believe that getting to Perth is actually the easy part? It's getting it from Perth to Bunbury that seems to be insanely difficult. So I thought, that's all good. I'll just leave it. I messaged my seamstress. I doubled down. I'm like, right, here's what's going on. I believe it's in Perth. Here's what needs to happen. Rah, rah, rah. So she's like, fuck yeah, we got you. It's all sorted. Now, Friday morning, it was one of those things where like you're kind of half holding your breath the whole day because you realize like, shit, uh, they're either going to arrive today and we're going to make this work or they're not going to arrive today. And all of this blows out to next week. And it really doesn't matter all the effort you put into it. Uh, a factor that I have no control over meant that it just wasn't fucking possible, you know? So anyway... I'm out the front of Jackson's, which is an art supply shop. And at Jackson's, that's where they sell the uh, screen printer ink, which I buy. And they actually just got a liter of white in for me, which I didn't get for this job. But as it turns out, I needed for this job. I just seem to all time really well, which if you listen to my last podcast, seems to be the case with everything that happens to my business. Everything just times so perfectly. So I'm in Jackson's. And as it turns out, now here's, here's a bit of a fucking weird... Just stay with me, right? So you've got Jackson's, which is here. And then next to it, you've got another shop. Now, the shop next door. The partner of my seamstress works in the shop next door. So I get my wholesale deliveries posted to the shop next door to Jackson's. And then he takes it home. She relabels it. He brings it back to work. And then I pick it up off him. So before this box even touches my doorstep, when it comes from the wholesaler, it has my tag sewn on the inside and it's still done locally. And it's all still done without anyone going out of their way to have to like go and pick boxes up or deliver them. Because that's the thing. She had to come to my house before, get the box, take them back to Donnybrook, sew the tags in and then drop back into my place next time she was in town. By the way, if you're not from town, Donnybrook is like fucking... It's like 20 something kilometers away. So it's not a huge distance, but it's enough of a distance that you're not going to do it in your gym jam sort of thing. So I get these fucking labels sewn in before I even see the product, which is absolutely brilliant. Now I'm at Jackson's first thing on Friday morning and I thought, what's the chances that my box has already has been delivered this morning? And I almost walk in there and then I get a call from guess who? Megan's son. So anyway, I'm walking around out the front of Jackson's talking to myself with my AirPods in, which by the way, if you want to fucking feel insane, there is nothing like just pacing upwards, uh, up and down, just talking to yourself on your AirPods, thinking like believing that anyone looking at you thinks you're fucking crazy, you know? And especially if you're like me and you like to get emotional with your hands and you're like, yeah, fuck bro, you may as well just order 15 hoodies. I mean, who the fuck doesn't just go big or go home when it comes to ordering hoodies, you know? Anyway, so we are... So I'm talking to Jordan out the front and then I end up just fucking going into Jackson's, getting my thing and then going home. Then I realize like, oh dude, I didn't even drop in to see if my box got delivered. So after that, the next job on the list was to go and talk to Megan at Sabotage because it's Friday morning. And as far as she's heard from me, the last thing she heard from me was Monday afternoon saying, fuck yeah, come put your stuff in my shop. That'd be awesome, right? So I go on there Friday morning thinking I'm going to have to go in there with my tail between my legs, apologizing, saying like, hey, um... Look, I haven't got the stock yet. I haven't got the anything to hang on your shelves. Here's what's going on, rah, rah, rah. And as you all know, I fucking hate talking about things that are going to happen. I like talking about things that have happened. All right? So I pull up to the fucking... I pull up somewhere in town there and there's like, you know, one of those situations where the first time you drive through town, there's like six excellent parks that would have just been absolutely brilliant. But you're like, nah, I'm holding on for one that might be just a fucking micro penis better. And as it turns out, 
all of the parks that you thought were going to be heaps better are just shithouse. So you have to do four more laps through town. Anyway, I end up pulling up halfway between Sabotage and like Townhouse, which is my local coffee shop, right? So I'm like, fuck it. I'll go see if my boy's in there. I'm going to get myself a coffee. I'm going to, you know, ice long black. This is one from McDonald's. I'm sorry, Craig, you know, fucking, I'm sorry. But I go up there. I get myself an ice long black. I'm having a chat with Craig's missus. It's all fucking fruity. And then I realize like, damn, I still got to go and talk to Megan and say, I don't have this stock for you. So with my tail between my legs, I walk out of the townhouse. I open up my fucking phone because that's what everyone does to avoid making eye contact with other humans when they walk through public spaces. All good, you know. So I open up my phone, I open up Instagram and bang, I've got a message from my seamstress. And she's like, hey, Jake, you're not going to believe this, but I was at hubby's work this morning and guess who, guess who fucking walked in the door? Mr. Star Trek with his little short shorts and fucking high-vis vest on walking along. They're always short as well. You know, like couriers who walk in and they got the boots and the short shorts and they've always got like reasonably good, like muscly legs and they've got the high-vis on, but they're always short. Sometimes they're a little buff, but they're always short. And you're just like, oh, look at you and your cute little outfit, huh? I bet you feel special when you put on your uniform in the morning, don't you? Hey, nothing wrong with that. So as it turns out, the, uh, some handsome little courier delivery man delivered my t-shirts, my blank t-shirts to her. She just happened to be there, which means that she also took them home with her. And consequently, it meant that she was able to re-tag them in the middle of fucking Friday. So she says, hey, the box arrived. I've got the box. I'm going home to re-tag them now. I'm going to be back in town at three o'clock. I can deliver these to your house. Is that all good? And I'm like, hell fucking yeah, it's all good. I'm about to go give Megan some totally different news now that I've got something to actually report. Because what this means, right? At this stage, I had given the fucking... Oh, no. Pulled out a stitch in the new fucking jersey. All good. I'd, uh, I'd given the... I think at this stage, I hadn't even had the problem with the hole punch being in the wrong side of the swing tag. Like, it, whatever it was, I was like, right... I was feeling confident because I was like, I know my shirts are here. I know they're going to have tags in them. My swing tags are all but done. And I have all the equipment, knowledge, and expertise to print these shirts as well. So now it's just a matter of getting all the shit in my house and being able to do the work. So I walk in there. I've got my coffee. I've got... Dude, you know how when you're like, you're feeling okay, but then like you might have a coffee or maybe you got a fucking blowjob that morning or whatever it might be. So you got like 5% extra. You know what I mean? So I'm walking in there. It's Friday morning. I thought I had bad news. Now I've got good news. I've got an ice long black from fucking townhouse. And look, probably got a blowjob that morning as well. And I'm feeling fucking extra as I walk in there. And look, dude, I, I was so excited when I walked in there. I literally did one of those things where you walk in and you're like, you do the, hey, sort of hands. I was like, hey. And she's like, oh, hey, how you going? Yeah, she's always jolly. You know, she probably would have given me that response if I walked in there with a frown on my face. She's a great person. But I walk in there, I'm like, fucking, your man's here. You know what I mean? I fucking, I got some news for you, you know? So I tell her the I tell her exactly what had happened that week. I'm like, look, I've been trying to get these blank tees. I know they're on the way now. I know they're in Bunbury. They're being retagged as we speak. Better yet, homegirls got tomorrow off, so I know that we're definitely going to be doing this screen printing tomorrow. Past that, I've got fucking swing tags to hang off these bad boys. I'm so 100% confident in my product, and I'm excited to tell you that you're going to have it in less than 24 hours. And she goes, 24 hours. 24 hours. She goes, I'm open on Sunday. Come in on Sunday if you want. It doesn't have to be tomorrow, which was Saturday. She goes, just come in when they're done. You know, take your time. It's all good. There's no rush. 
Just you do you. And I was like, fuck that gay shit, bro. I'm going to be here tomorrow. Fucking let, I'm probably going to be here in 22 hours. I'm that excited about this. She's like, look, kudos to you. Go take some of that fucking, that high and almost crackhead energy out of my shop and apply it to your business. Cause obviously that's where it needs to go right now. She didn't say that, but I was thinking it, you know what I mean? I got that internal crack energy. I never stop. Right. So I walk out of there 10 foot tall and I'm just fucking, I'm taking these massive strides back to my car. Cause I'm fucking feeling it, dude. You know what I mean? I'm feeling it. <laughs> so I get back to the car. I'm pretty sure that's when I go to Bunbury Print and I realize that's when the dot is in the, the hole punch is in the wrong area. And I was like, so you can have this done by like this afternoon still, right? And she's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool, cool, cool. You know? Oh, and the fucking worst part was, dude, that's right. Because I, I went from I went from Sabotage to the print shop. And then I like had this conversation. She's like, you know, after seeing that the hole punch is in the center, she's like, oh, but that's all right, isn't it? And in my mind, I'm like, no, like, no, no, no. I designed this. I know exactly how this is meant to look. I actually had a picture in my mind before this was even a thing. And then I built this in reference to the picture in my mind. So no, this isn't okay. You may as well have printed it fucking purple because it's not what I asked for. And then to have your defense as something like, oh, well, I didn't know. Well, I don't fucking care, right? So following that, you know, that's everything that I said in my mind. I didn't say it to her, but you know, I thought it in my mind. So obviously, internally, I'm blood red mad, but on the surface, I'm just like, you know, a seven and a half out of 10, just keeping my cool, right? So then I'm like, we have a little backwards and forwards, whatever is said then doesn't matter. She just said, yeah, she's going to make the change. And I'm like, cool, because that's what I'm paying for. I turn around, I open the door and I smash my knee into it. Okay, I smash my knee into the door. And then as I'm walking out, I say, Al, you fucking cunt under my breath. And I can, I, dude, I can feel her inside the shop just smiling, going like, you know, fucking karma, bitch, right? Fucking karma, bitch. That's what she was doing, which made my knee hurt even more. And that's all good because I took my L and I walked back to the car knowing that I've got great legs and I just kept my confidence and got in and left. Okay, now cut a long story short basically what happened was she got the fucking swing tags done in like the next couple hours or whatever it was so it mustn't have been a big deal to just print them out again cut them out again and put the holes in the right area and still receive 10% of them with fucking holes that had marks that were weird that weren't exactly how they're meant to be but you know what at this stage what the fuck am I gonna do you've had all week to complete this very simple task I'm not gonna go back with yet another problem because I know you're probably gonna facetiously do something else to hurt me and that's okay again I love you. I don't have any negative emotion towards you. It's the job that you're doing that you allow to happen that I hate, which is a totally different thing to your character, okay? So then we've just got the job of accepting these blank t-shirts and getting them fucking printed, which is a whole story of its own because Saturday morning to line up with all of the marketing strategy that I've got to bring this to, to, to the market this week meant that I had to get a photo shoot done first thing Saturday morning. It was the first and last opportunity to do this, especially like, you know, working with a photographer's schedule, my, ske my schedule, when I want to start promoting this. And the whole thing had to be done Saturday morning. But on top of that, we also had to get the printing done on Saturday afternoon because then on Sunday, which was yesterday, what was the reason? Oh yeah, because Riz was out all day Sunday. So... I get back and we got to about fucking, I mean, I had the photo shoot starting at nine. That went to the bet to probably about 11 o'clock in the morning. And like, dude, that's just a, that's a piss take the whole time. 
me and uh, Luke Barrow, who's my photographer, we're as good at wasting time as we are taking excellent photos. Like, dude, that guy can take a fucking mean photo, but we can also, like, procrastinate and talk shit for 90% of the time that we're gone. It's brilliant. Also, man, this is the thing. I mean, I feel like if Black Ink does go anywhere, I'm taking that motherfucker with me because he just fucking gets what a good photo is, you know? Anyway. So I come back and I say to Riz, like, right, we've got these 18 t-shirts to print. And I also want to print this whole swag of other shirts we've got to do as well. So as it turns out, we had about 35 tees that we had to print before the day was done. And it's one of those things where you're looking at it at midday, you've got everything sitting in front of you. Everything's as set up as it can possibly be. You've got your print sheet, you've got all your blank stock out, you've got all your screens ready to go, you've got enough ink, you've got all the equipment. It's a nice day outside, everything's going to dry. We were still there for six maybe seven fucking hours printing shirts, just doing the same thing on repeat, just getting fucking result after result after result. And man, I mean, just in reflection of what we did on Saturday, it was such a powerful thing because what we did is we took our system that we have developed individually and together and we put it to the test over and over and over again and we got result after result after result after result. So I'm not saying that Black Ink is a printing powerhouse, but what Black Ink has done, what we have built within Black Ink, is these systems that mean that we can get repeatable quality results that are exactly what we're going for every time when it comes to single print color screen printing, right? Single color screen printing is what I was trying to say. So obviously, everything is working just as the way we need it to because come Sunday morning, I had... 18 printed shirts ready to go for sabotage. I had like another fucking, uh, whatever it is, 12, 13, 14 shirts ready for all the other orders. Good to go out. I had swing tags that were printed and hole punch ready to go. I had a yarn of string. I had safety pins. I had a nice new Sharpie and I got to work putting all this together. And you're probably thinking like, well, if you've got all the moving pieces in front of you and all you got to do is build the puzzle, then it shouldn't take that long. I started doing this shit at like I don't even know. I think I started doing it at like nine or 10 in the morning because Sunday is still my day off. Like Sunday is my day off. And in my mind, I was like, I had these two things to do. The other one was, ah, fuck, I forget now. I had to do something in the morning. Anyway, it's unimportant. But yeah, the, the you know, I started at like say nine or 10 o'clock. I literally didn't get to the shop until 2.30. And even then I had to race home because I had someone, we'll get into that in a second. So putting all the shit, and this is the thing as well, because it's not just like, you know, right on the swing tags or chuck it all in a box and give it to it. It was like, I wanted to make sure that I looked over every single corner of the t-shirt, every single, you know, like seam and everything, all the prints. I wanted to double down that everything was exactly as it was meant to be. And this is one of those things where, you know, like you go, okay, so packing 18 shirts with everything good to go takes you four and a half hours. You know, that's not something that you can repeat if another shop and another shop and another shop and another shop and another shop, say if they order 18 shirts, you telling me that that's going to take you, you know, say you got five shops to do that five times four is 20. So you're going to need 20 hours to pack all those orders. No, but what I do have right now is four hours to make sure each one of those 18 T's is exactly how it's meant to be, right? Because if I don't get this first shop right, then how the fuck am I going to get shop number two right? How am I going to get shop number three, four, 70, 80, 150? How am I going to get them right if we don't get this right? And while the system that I used isn't the most efficient and doesn't get the greatest you know, result as far as like time for a war, but at the same time, it gives me a 100% satisfactory answer that this is how it's meant to be. 
Now, based off that, using that as a foundation, I'm sure there is an efficient way of doing it. There is a strategy you could use or a, or a system that you can use to make sure that's repeatable in a more time efficient way. But yesterday was the first time I was doing it. So you have to figure out all these things. And like, I realized like even the way I was folding shirts wasn't the most efficient until I had folded over two thirds of them. Then you go, okay, here's how we do it. And also just the idea of like, you don't have to steam these shirts before they go to the shop. She's definitely gonna steam them as well. But for the sake of her opening the box and the shirts looking beautiful from the moment she first opens them, I instill that this is a great quality shirt into her who is the merchant who's gonna be selling them for me so that when she talks about these, when she communicates this product to the customer, she's starting with a sense of this is a valuable product. Okay, because let's not forget that putting my shirts alongside these other brands that are also $60 t-shirts, what it does is brings the level of expectation, it brings a level of quality, it brings a level of confidence that the customer puts in this product up to the same standard that they see these other big brands who have been sold in shops for however long they've been sold in shops. So I really wanted to like focus on like, the first thing is obviously I need to make sure that my customer is happy, which which means that I'm delivering a quality product. I'm delivering what I say I'm delivering and it's up to a standard that everyone assumes is gonna be met and if possible, a little bit more. Secondly, I wanna make sure Megan is stoked. When I walk in there, down to like, and I know this sounds ridiculous and we're gonna get transparent on who the fuck I am right now, but this is how serious I took it, right? So inside of that box, those shirts were folded perfectly in three batches. Each batch was a style, right? Every batch was folded the same in that they all looked exactly the same when they came out. They were all folded in the same order, medium, large, large, extra large, extra large, and two extra large, right? They were all folded with the swing tags pushed inside in between the front and the back, just sitting on the inside right here, all with the same face facing upwards, ready for the hanger. On top of that, there was a handwritten note, because your boy doesn't have a printer, and as well, we're gonna get back to that in a second. A handwritten note stating exactly what she had with the recommended retail and what I was charging her. Also, oh, yeah, obviously like an itemized breakdown of what is inside the box, and I kept a copy of this as well, as well as all of my contact information. That handwritten sheet I wrote four times because I got a spelling mistake on the first one. The second time I ruled it up, not exactly perfectly straight. And the third time I realized that the whole structure of it was just fucked. So I started again four times. And then on top of that, I wrote a thank you card to Megan saying, hey, thanks for the opportunity, da da da, whatever it was. It was beautiful. It was worded brilliantly, written by an angel from heaven. Put that inside a, a you know, you know, my custom black ink thank you cards that fit perfectly in the custom black ink envelopes. Yeah, I I sprinkled in that goodness just to that's the icing on the cake for that and then I put in a couple of hats because I got them spare I put in a couple of power scrunchies because they always sell well and then on top of that because it's all inside a big plastic bag inside there to keep it safe from dust and all the rest and any dirtiness that might be on the inside of the box so I wrap it all up I fucking rip off any shit on the box because I don't have any black ink boxes yet I've got to reuse boxes that your boy get shit sent to him in right so I take all that stuff off and make it look nice and neat. I put in one single strip of tape over the front and I write sabotage on it. And I think, you know what? Let's go a step further. Let's have a shower. Let's make sure my hair is done. Let's make sure that my breath doesn't smell like shit. Let's make sure I don't look tired or stoned. Let's wear nice shoes. Let's change my t-shirt to a black ink shirt because I need her to believe in black ink the same way I do. And if she can believe in me, then she can believe in my product. If she believes in my hustle, then she believes in the value that I'm asking for it, right? That's how fucking deep I went to the delivery of the fucking products that I'm giving to a shop that where I don't even meet the customer, right? 
fuck man. And that is why I get so upset when the hole punches in the middle, right? That's why. Because I'm going hard as fuck on everything else. And I ask for excellence in this little insignificant part of it because it's part of a bigger system where nothing gets overlooked. That's the whole point. Like, like I said, I'm not getting angry at you individually. I'm getting angry at the work you're producing that isn't up to the what I think is a quite reasonable standard that I requested at the start. And furthermore, I'm paying you for this. So how's about shutting the fuck up, you know? Now, so what happened? I go in there, I've got a little bit of cologne on, my hair's looking good. I maybe still looked a little bit stoned, but you know what I did? I delivered her 18 perfect t-shirts. Perfect. I couldn't have done the job any better. I could not have done the job any better. With the resources that I had, with the finances that I had, and with the help that I had, and with the skills that I've got, and what I've educated myself in, this is the best possible product that I delivered to the first store that is gonna hold black ink on its shelves. I'm stoked, I'm wrapped. It's actually something that's hard to really like understand, like as I was doing it, I, I, I kind of felt like, oh yeah, this is something that black ink's done before, and I was like, no, black ink has never been in a shop before. Black ink has never been purchasable over a counter before. Black ink has always just been an idea that people have, agree have agreed with and purchased online. Black ink has been an Instagram page. Black ink has been a coffee shop, but black ink has never been sold over the counter. This is fucking excellent. I couldn't believe it. I still can't believe it. And you know what I said to myself yesterday? It's about time. Hey, hey. It's about time that black ink steps it up. So you know what I did? I went on Facebook and I said, hey, family and friends, thank you for your support, thank you for your love, but Black Ink is about to take a technological leap that it can't afford at the moment. So if anybody out there has an A4 printer that can help a brother out, let me know, because I've got some cold cans of Pepsi or maybe like a half hour of like weeding labor that I can swap for your printer because Believe it or not, everything that I've done for Black Ink so far has either been on my phone, which is recording this podcast right now, or on my laptop, which I purchased like three, four years ago while I was a truck driver and had absolutely no need for a laptop. I've done everything through these two pieces of technology. And what I haven't done with this, I have propagated using this as in the first step, you know, like where I've done any printing, whatever it might be. I've used my laptop to get it to fucking Officeworks or to someone's shop where I know they've got a printer where I can go there and say like, oh, can you print out this fucking bill for me, please? You know, so I thought it's time to get a printer. And just to let you know, like, dude, I've been to the shops maybe fucking half a dozen times ready to buy a printer with the cash in my back pocket. Good to go. Saying like, today's the day. I need a printer. Rah, rah, rah. And then I figure out an excuse in my mind where I can wait just another three or four days before I get a printer or how I can better spend that hundred and something dollars or maybe I'm better off getting a label printer before an A4 printer and rah, rah, uh, fucking rah. So consequently, I've gone all this time without a printer and I thought to myself, like the amount of times you go to someone's house and they have a printer sitting somewhere that they're not using or for whatever reason they have a printer and you're like, fuck man, like I don't want to buy a printer when I know that literally... I think about this all the time, right? Right now, right now, within a kilometer of me, there is probably 10 printers that will never be used again, right? Never used again. And I think to myself, instead of me going and buying a $200 printer, then how can I make it possible that I get 
one of those printers. Like, you know, at least 10 of those, there's probably five of them that would just give you the printer. The people who own the printer, they're like, have my printer, bro. I've got some spare inks. I think there's a cable in the back cupboard if you want to grab that as well. Shit, bro, just take it. I don't use it, you know? So I was like, fuck, man, I don't want to go buy a printer when I know that somewhere out there's a printer that does, like, the fucking job that I need to do, you know? When the rest of my studio is built up off things that I found in fucking hard waste collection and found super cheap on Gumtree, then I feel silly going out and buying a new printer for something that, respectively, I know I'm going to start using it a lot more when I've got it, but right now I only need a printer maybe once every fucking 10 days, you know, to print one or two documents, which is still a need, but it's a rare need, you know? So... I put this post up and sure enough, people are fucking great. You know, the, they I had someone like literally send me all of the viable cheap options that are available on Facebook Marketplace at the moment and how far away they are and which one they would choose. I had people offer printers that were uh, not quite up to the fucking what I needed. But then I had a message just fucking out of the blue, dude, just out of the blue from my mate's mum saying, hey, we've got a printer. Don't let anyone else give you a printer. We've got a printer for you. We don't want any cold cans of Pepsi. We don't want to see you in short shorts. We just want to help you out. And I'm like, fucking all right, dude. You want to help me out? You want to help me out? Hey, 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 help me out, okay? So that's why I had to be back at 3, 3.30 was to accept this printer because not only is he, are these people giving me a printer, they're going to deliver it to my house, okay? So the least I can do is at least fucking be home, be out the front ready and waiting so we waste none of their time for this beautiful free printer, right? So in my mind, yesterday I was going crazy because I was like, fuck, not only do I have to get these shirts, put everything together and make them look good, get it boxed up and take it to sabotage before she closes at four o'clock because I said I would do it yesterday. Remember, I said like, oh, fuck that, I'll do this in 22 hours. Well, as it turns out, I needed 48 hours and even then that was working flat out fucking getting it, getting it done because I mean, I saw her at fucking whatever time it was on Friday full of confidence saying, hey, I've got shirts being retagged right now. All I got to do is print them. I'm going to get them tonight. I'll print them first thing tomorrow. I'll be in tomorrow afternoon, good as gold. Well, as it turns out, I didn't start printing them until midday and we didn't stop finish printing them until like 7.30 at night. And you know what we did then? Then we got KFC. And you know what I didn't do? Was get a double tender box with extra pepper mayo. Instead, I got one of those fucking stacker burgers where it's got like two pieces of chicken and like 19 pieces of bacon and barbecue sauce. And I still ordered extra pepper mayo in it. So what did I get? I got a fucking heart attack wrapped in a fucking piece of paper. And it's just, this is meant to be a burger, but it's not. That's fucking heart disease. That's pulmonary failure, okay? That's a trip to the ED. And dude, I finished the whole fucking thing and it was amazing, right? (sighs) So, Sunday rolls around. I fucking, uh, you know, obviously we finished all the printing. The only thing I had to do Sunday morning was finish the shirts off. That's what was before having to fucking put it all together. The box globe tees. I had to do the heat press application of the logo on the front. And as it turns out, that took heat, you know, again, something should have taken half an hour and it took me fucking two hours. But anyway, so I had to do all this, get it all together, box it all up, get it to sabotage, get home in time, accept this printer at 3, 3.30, and then, you know, enjoy the rest of my Sunday, which is meant to be a day off. So as it turns out, I took it to the shop, I got home, I got the printer. The printer is fucking 10 times better than anything that I need. So Shaz and Clarky or Brody, if you're listening to this, thank you. You're brilliant people. I love you. This is the second or third time you've helped out Black Ink in a pretty major way. And it will not be forgotten because right now I can't afford it. I cannot afford a bag of Skittles, but sometime in the future, I'll be able to afford them. And when I can, I'll be giving you some Skittles. So I hope you look forward to that. But... What I ended up doing yesterday after I received the print, I actually, uh, remember the episode, I believe it was last episode, it was, I was talking about the productivity pack where you get to review the end of your week and you get to plan the next week. Well, 
from four o'clock until about seven o'clock, that was me. I was just busy planning this week and reviewing last week, figuring out all the great things that happened, figuring out all the bad things that happened and figuring out how I can best manipulate my, my life, myself, my mind, my surroundings to make sure that I keep doing good things and do less of the bad things this week and moving forward into the future. And of course, doing some, you know, I feel like now is about the time you want to start thinking about being serious about the sort of year that you want to have next year. You know, we're about halfway through the month now of December. Obviously, you've got all the noise and bullshit of Christmas and New Year's and family and presents and eating things you shouldn't be and just hate, you know. So it's like now you kind of want to take these last few quiet moments of the year and start going like, cool, what are we doing next year? How do we want to feel? How do we want to look? What do we want to achieve? What do we want to steer away from? All of these things. So I feel like yesterday I just kind of realized like, you know, spending time relaxing today is kind of gone. That moment's passed. The sun's on its way to set setting. So, I mean, we're, we're fucking obviously into the tail end of this day. Let's just start to fucking look at last week, look at next week. And furthermore, let's really look at what's going on. And obviously with everything that happened last week, you know, as far as like having the, I mean, it started with having a letdown with what I thought was going to be a really kind of positive move forward for Black Ink turned out just to be a dead conversation with someone that led to having the conversation with Megan at Sabotage, which ended up my clothes ending up being in there by the end of the week. Past that, I ended up having a conversation with two of my mentors, one of which led me to getting this fucking amazing Excel spreadsheet, which allows me to plan into the future financially, what sort of results that I'm trying to achieve and what that means for my business and how I can reverse engineer that into strategies to strategies to make sure it happens. And then having the fucking trials and tribulations of getting these shirts in on time, getting the swing tags created, having to go through the process of having some sort of like, what would you call it? Like friction or resistance in the process and still dealing with it and move it, keeping the ball rolling forwards, you know, and then obviously having this all come together, getting the, getting the um, excess tub of ink and then having that that whole experience with Riz where we got to do the printing together and produce this massive, the biggest amount of shirts we've done to date, doing it together, using these systems that work and getting great results and being stoked about that. And then finishing the week off with this, uh, with this, like obviously delivering it to the shop and having that, having that situation where it's like, finally, I mean, the last step of all of this, well, not the last step, the step after this is seeing them on hangers and advertising the fact that like, right, you can now go to Black Ink, you can get this, you can buy it and it's yours. The last step of the stage is actually having someone buying it. So we've got all the fucking ducks lined up in a row for those last two things to happen now. But it wasn't with its fair share of fucking, of heartbreak and sadness and happiness and winning and losing and all the rest. I mean, such as a day, such as a week, such as a month and such as your life, you know? How interesting. But with that said, we have reached over the 45 minute mark, so I don't think there's anything else we really need to touch on today. Let me check my list. No, 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 maybe, shit, no, nah, that's not it, eh? So, just to double down, you want to get this jersey, now is the time to act. Pre-sales are open for two days only the sale price is $100 and if you're a local citizen of Bunbury in the 6230 area I'll be able to deliver this to you for free we'll get a photo together maybe I'll even nah I won't it's all good and if you're not a citizen of the local of the Bunbury local area then you can just pay the $9.50 shipping which I don't understand why more people just like if you live in Perth what the fuck makes you think I'm going to deliver it like it's 200 kilometers away 
It's 200 kilometers away. That's like someone in Albany being like, nah, he'll be here soon. I'm sure he'll be in Albany one day. No, dude, I won't. And even, this is the thing, like, even if I was to drive to Perth to deliver it, do you know how big Perth is? Like, I can ride pretty much anywhere in Bunbury on my push bike to deliver your package. If I was in the CBD of Perth and you live anywhere but the CBD, I basically can't ride my bike there. It's too far away. Like, just fucking, what? You know? Hey, anyway, I'm dribbling nonsense now. I hope you have a beautiful start to your week. Thank you for tuning in. Be good to your mum because I'm fucking out. Yeah!